In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download The Fan app. A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation. Like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. W229HE Atlanta, the most listened to sports station in the South. WCNN North Atlanta, a Dickie Broadcasting Station. The Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Chuck and Chernoff are on the radio. Thanks for making us a part of your Monday. As we roll along into our 4 o'clock hour, presented by Entry Point Doors and Windows. Atlanta's local expert for entry doors and windows. They're Atlanta's best for a reason. Go to entrypointatlanta.com for a free estimate. I've been playing catch-up for the past 12 hours. I did a very good job of disconnecting last week, but you feel like when you're in this job that you've got to stay a few days ahead. So Sunday night, it was like a crash course. I was like trying to catch up with everything. I don't, I don't even know what that meant of stuff that happened. I saw anger at the beginning of the week over the All-Star game and the mm-hmm. lack of defense, yeah. right? I saw that, all the NFL rumors that continue to roll through. Like, it didn't feel like there was a ton, but I don't know. There was enough where I felt like uh, it, was not a, it was not a good night's sleep. It was like going back to school today and not being prepared. I didn't do my homework. Okay. Um, I've had the experience being out of town with you, and then you brought stories back when you're with your family or whomever. Mm-hmm. Sure. You usually have a morning, hey, how you doing? I'm awful. I'm a terrible, I'm a disgusting person. I'm like, what happened? Dessert. Oh, I uh, ate like a pig. Okay, tell me about desserts. So we, we were at the a, draft, it was like a hazelnut cake. I was know. like, how was last night? I was, I'm disgusting. I got two words for you. Windjammer buffet. <laughs> we were on a cruise. Yummy. <laughs> I, I Soft serve? Everything. I mean, it was a week of desserts, cookies, cakes, pies, what, key Some had to stand out. All of it. I ate all of it. I ate the cruise. I will tell you the funniest thing about being on a cruise. The last day, so the last morning you get off. A lot isn't the best one. What did you eat? A you lot. just ate a buffet. I ate everything. But you would think people are never getting fed again on the final morning. So if you've gone on enough cruises to realize you don't have to rush off the boat, like they'll tell you, have your luggage out. Purple, brown, yeah, gold. Whatever. F that noise. We get off when we're ready. <laughs> Which enough people also subscribe to that theory. So the final morning of the cruise People are taking, like, stuff and st- shoving in their pockets. Like, they're taking stuff to go. It's a, it's a buffet. It's free. Well, you've paid for it, but all you can eat. And it was almost like people thought, I need to now store up food for the next month. 
So it was it was a um, Well, it's not your last meal, it's your last free meal from the cruise. Or or it shouldn't even say free, the one you paid for yeah. ahead of time that you think you got just got to keep eating. So no, I ate everything. Then we were at Disney for a day on uh, Saturday and Have you ever been to Gaston's? I'll ask somebody not named Chuck. They have these cinnamon rolls that are the size of your head. That was a snack to give you an idea of what that day looks okay. like. That was, I mean, I'm just disgusted. So it was right indulgent. Now. It was a week of vacation. I've got the 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 button on buck on buttoned on the pants right now. It just it was it was disgusting. It was a great time, but I'm a disgusting fat person, and that's fine. I'm okay with it. It is what it is. I didn't take my shirt off though at the pool a few times. Just not, I saw a belly. Yeah, it was not good. There was a belly. Like beyond being fat, I'm pale and fat. So it's like, what's the only thing worse than just being fat? Being pale. Like, if you're tan, it can help a little with the fatness. And you're, like, skinny fat. Thank you, Cullen, for pointing out I'm skinny fat. Yes, That's called so, flabby. Thank you, Chuck. Yeah. So I'm skinny fat, I'm flabby. I think they call it dad bod now these days, right? And I'm pale. So we had all those factors working against oh, me. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got one nipple in L.A., one in Fort Lauderdale. Not, not. Like, co- completely separate ends of just. Well, and the saddest, I can't even suck it in like I once could. Like, you try that oh. thing. Like, I can't even do that. It's so, it hurts. I'm like, F it. Just let it hang out and just be fat and happy. So it was fine. The but happy we, part is the important part. It sounds like I'm happy, doesn't it? Yeah. I think this body dysmorphia has now come around to I see actually what I am as a disgusting fat person. Uh, Chuck's got a college football today coming up around the corner. What can we look forward to? Oh, I do. Hang on. Yeah, right. Chuck's been working on those teases. How about that? Bob I've Moore? got it. Are you ready? I couldn't be more ready. Don't get the wrong idea when you hear this SEC team built its line with NIL cash. It's a long tease. It was. It got a little wordy. I should have read that one, but it's it's pretty good tease for a pretty good CFT. All right, we'll get to that coming up around the corner. It's not great. It's pretty good. <laughs> I just yeah, lower the bar. It's like a February 26th uh, thing. You've done great. So I told you I had a harsh reality check for Falcon fans because – I feel like there's a lot of gassing up Justin Fields happening, both on social media and just like I I feel like when you're desperate as a quarterback city, you just blow things. Like there were people gassing up Desmond Ritter a year ago at this time in a way that was hysterical to me. And my boring answer was, I'll let it play out. I'll see what he does in a game. We won't have a, a referendum every week. and There'll be two games and three games, whatever. Then I became somehow a Desmond Ritter defender because I wasn't killing him. I wanted to watch it play out. But to hear people talk about Justin Fields right now, it's obvious you guys haven't watched Justin Fields game in and game out. Neither have I. But the people who have have said the same things over and over about Justin Fields. He's a very incomplete quarterback. He's a fun quarterback. He's an athletic quarterback. But he's a highly inconsistent quarterback. And here's how you know. The Bears have had three years to decide on Justin Fields. They still don't know. But they know this. They're going to trade him away and pin their hopes on another rookie quarterback. Just keep that in mind. Because I think Falcon fans are creating in their mind what Justin is and what he's not. What they think he is is this complete package. We're going to get a quarterback ready to step in, and maybe he'll be better here, playing indoors, playing for Zach Robinson, playing with a better cast. All that might be true. But know this. If the Bears felt just good enough, and I mean just good enough about Justin, they would keep him, and they would trade the number one pick for the biggest haul in the history of the NFL draft. So they could – we talked about this about an hour ago. What if the Falcons, in another scenario, were able to trade up to one because the Bears felt so good about Justin? The Bears could surround Justin Fields with Bijan Robinson, the Falcons' number one pick, the Falcons' number two pick, the Falcons' number one next year, another number two, and maybe another asset on top of it if they felt just good enough about Justin Fields. But they don't because they know the ceiling on Caleb is a ton higher, and they know with Justin, 
He's a very incomplete passer. He's a hell of a guy on the on the move, can do some special things with his legs. But he's a I think he's a 61% career passer who misses a lot of easy layups, and that's a problem. In the NFL, if the quarterback hits the layups, you can live with some of the other things. He misses a lot of layups. I just want people to understand that you're gassing him up to a point where he'll never be able to live up to what you think because he's not been that player to this point in his career. Maybe that'll change, but to this point, he hasn't come close to that. And, and Chuck, remember, I was the biggest Justin Fields guy coming out of Ohio State. I loved him. But watching him off and on for three years and listening to people I trust in Chicago, they're like, he's okay. Watching him in a bad situation. And... That's what it is. Now, he's been part of the bad situation, but he's in a bad situation. If you are a Falcons fan and you're banging your shoe on the table for Justin Fields, you could be right in one way. He's a lot better than the Falcons have now or had last year or two years ago or the prospects for 2024. I have no idea. He's a lot better than we've had. You're right about that. New sentence. What the Falcons have had at quarterback the past couple seasons is not the measuring stick of an NFL team. Like, that's why the coach got fired. That's why the GM's looking around going, we got to get the quarterback fixed. Like, that's in no way the measuring stick. Now, if you want to talk about, like, let's give a real-life example to what you're talking about with Justin Fields. If the Bears thought just enough of him, Mm -hmm. what they could turn that number one pick into, because this is not a year where you look and you say, you know, Look, Jadavion Clowney or like a number one overall who's not a quarterback. Let's say that the Chargers the Char- or the Cardinals, they sit at four and five. One of those teams was just a little crappier on one more Sunday. And so instead of Carolina, it works out so that like the Chargers have the first, ra- uh, first overall pick. With Justin Herbert, what they would turn that into, okay, now you're talking about a potentially complete team why because the chargers look at the quarterback and go we've got it right mm-hmm. cardinals look at kyler murray then they didn't for a second but now they'd look at kyler murray and go we think we have it right D- don't they they, th- they should okay but they, they, yeah. they didn't for a minute uh, like the giants at six or they mm, but they're st- so they're stuck with him mm-hmm. there are teams that are either in a they're in a situation where quarterback isn't the question for whatever reason Daniel Jones is one of those where it's not the question and it's not for a great reason. Chargers, Cardinals, a bad team that has the quarterback squared away and what that windfall would be, and the Bears are passing on that scenario. Mm -hmm. They could keep Justin Fields, turn it into five picks in a player, and they're saying, no, we'd rather have Caleb. Yeah, again, that might be just a compliment to Caleb, but it's also a reflection of three years of Justin. They still see an incomplete player. I'll add to it, I was wrong. He's only a 60% completion guy. That's... It's not going to cut it in today's NFL. Now his legs make up for some of that. You'll have an elite run game. It will be like picture what Marcus Mariota did with the Falcons two years ago. That would be that on steroids, though, because Justin will make it just the numbers. The math of having Justin and having to defend him will make Bijan better and all the things that your run game can be. There's no doubt. But from a passing standpoint, this is a quarterback who's got 30 interceptions in 40 games and only 40 passing touchdowns. Some of that is on the Bears. He was sacked 55 times two years ago. He's been sacked 135 times. I'm going to guess, though, if you watch tape of every game, Justin, like a lot of mobile quarterbacks, runs into sacks too because the protection is there for a reason, and then you want to get out and move, and sometimes you run into the sack. Chuck said it perfectly. He's a lot better than what you have. You can win enough with him. I just hope people don't get this image in their mind of, of what Justin Fields is or what he's not. He hasn't been that to this point. He's been a fun, incomplete player.
And guys, that whole thing about run, he can run, he can run, he can run. I like that when he needs to run. Mm -hmm. If running is part of your deal as an NFL quarterback, even Cam Newton at one time, he looked up at him, he says, I'm 28 and I'm broken. Mm -hmm. I I can't do it anymore. Robert Griffin saw it at like 25. Michael Vick, he got out of prison. Now that's one thing. He's like, F this. Donovan McNabb never went to prison. Donovan McNabb had about five years. I'm a running quarterback. Donovan McNabb's like, I'm done running the football. Um Every quarterback in the NFL, it does not take very long until he's like, F that. Two so, other- so, like Lamar, look at Lamar. Lamar doesn't run like he used to. Ew. He's still very productive. He is. Saying, Justin Fields had a 1,000-yard season uh-huh. in his second year. The Bears had the third most productive rushing attack in the history of the league. They won three games. Mm-hmm. So, that's part of why the upside's sure. just not there. Your quarterback is going to get hurt. And you're not even going to win. There are two other items here. Number one, coming home is a wrinkle nobody will know about. That's true. That could be a blessing. Quarterback feels right. That's a big deal. Or it could be something as a disaster of being home. There is that. And the last part of this is, if you want to go by the Sean McVay offense, which what that's what the Falcons are going to run with Zach Robinson, they've never had a quarterback that, that is the dual threat. Doesn't mean they don't want it. They want somebody who can move and all that. But Zach Robinson said elite processor, good decision maker. To this point, that hasn't been Justin. Doesn't mean it can't be, but, man, people are making him out to be a passer that he's not to this point in his career. Uh, If you guys want to stay connected, all the shows, all your favorite news, all your uh, stuff happening here around the radio station, do it with the Fan App. It's all sponsored by Beaver Direct. The Beav. That's right, Chuck. Beaver Direct is the fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. We did the uh, Radiothon up at Beaver Toyota. My goodness. It's like the Taj Mahal of dealerships. Wow, is that place nice. Uh, visit BeaverToyotaOfComing.com to see what wow. 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 Wow, wow. That's right, what wow really means. Download the fan app now in the Apple app and Google Play stores. Chuck Oliver's College Football Today. Got the beta king. Presented by Roof It Forward. When your roof needs to be repaired or replaced, call the roofing company that supports Camp Sunshine. Together, we can roof it forward. Great people at Roof Forward as well. Trusted them on the roof of my house three different times. Um, whether it's the roof proper, with us as a chimney one time, there was a thing at the skylight. You never want a thing at the skylight. Doesn't right. matter. You have a skylight? Can't hide money, folks. Uh, people who had the house before us had a skylight, so we got the skylight. Um, but it was a skylight with a thing. Uh-huh. And so they, no more thing. That's 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 their Roof It Forward, no more thing. Um <laughs> So don't get the wrong idea when you hear that Tennessee has built its offensive line with name, image, likeness, cash, because that makes you think like it's, what is that, supermarket, sweet, whatever. Oh, you, wonderful show. You want to always go for the meat. And so you just go get as much as possible, right. the most expensive stuff. Well, they did not go shopping for the most expensive stuff possible. They did go shopping a little bit. Tennessee Vols could have one of the best offensive lines in America. It starts with Cooper Mays, who is a holdover, and I don't know. There's not many times that I look at an interior lineman and go, you lost to Florida because he was out. I think they lost the Florida game last year because he was not at center, and he's back for another year, and he may be one of the best linemen in the uh, conference, in the country, just all of it. Really, really good offensive linemen, Uh, and they have – Three other guys returning, and that's where they spent their name, image, likeness cash for the most part. They really rewarded the guys they already had, as well as dipping into the portal for one like headlining transfer. Big giant Lamar Hurd, a guy who was at LSU and played in a few games. No, I'm sorry, he played, I think, in 12 games. He had two starts. 
and he was a right tackle last year at LSU, and he wasn't going to be the full-time starter. He's a five-star recruit last year as a true freshman. And so he got to play some, but he was never going to be the full-time starter because if you looked at the depth chart, you'd know why it wasn't going to happen in 2024. He's like, I would like to play, and I would like more lame image lightness money. Well, they found that for him. So they brought in the one five-star tackle who I think is going to go from playing a little bit on the right side as an 18-year-old to you start. I think he's going to start at left tackle for Tennessee. Okay, Nico, like job one is what? Protect that kid. Job one. He doesn't get hit no matter what. If you've ever heard a college football coach say that, it wasn't about a running back, I can promise you. If you've ever heard a coach say, he doesn't get hit no matter what, it's always about the QB. And in uh, Knoxville, it's Nico. So they did spend their money, but you won't see like big numbers on the O-line in the portal. You'll see one kid that really catches your eye. It's most of the other kids that are already there. Chuck Oliver's College Football Today, presented by Rufit Forward on the College Football Voice of the South, The Fan. All right, coming up, if the Falcons want to go in this direction. Going to head up uh, 85 to exit 19. At least that's the way I would go. Some people get off on like exit 1 or 2 if you're coming from the south. Everybody knows back roads if you're coming from the north. Exit 19, there's a Catherine's Kitchen actually right there at the exit. Great Get in into a horse farm. <laughs> oh, what everybody needs to know, where is the horse farm? No, if the Falcons want to go in this direction. It's about a tee shot and a four iron from my front porch uh, <laughs> down on Johnson Ferry. I, don't hit the skylight. I think they have only three legitimate right answers. I'll share them with you next. Chuck and Chernoff are on the radio. Thanks so much for hanging with us on the fan on FM at 93.7. Still do it AM at 680. And sun's out today, so the AM's probably cranking. I think we're on the internet. Uh, we are. 680thefan.com. We're also on a mobile app. We have an app. You can download the 680 app, tap, and listen away anytime. Anywhere I was sharing with uh, Chuck and DT during the break, I had a decent craps run on the cruise. I have not had a run in a long time. I've given away so much money playing craps that I had a good run. Now, I tried to play blackjack, Chuck, with a table full of people. The woman next to me had never played before or acted like it. Oh, that's always fun. She wanted to split tens. The dealer wouldn't let her. Uh, at one point, she was trying to hit a 17. He waved her off. I haven't seen a dealer wave anybody off. He's like, you don't want to know. No, no, let's not do that. He, he made eye contact with me at one point, and his eyes said, get up. <laughs> just go. She's you, a cooler. Just, She's a cooler. But her, her rationale, she kept going, hey, you know, it's fun. No, see, fun is winning the money. Fun is not losing the money. I could lose the money. Anytime without you helping. So, yes, it's a different feel than playing in Vegas when you're doing it on a, uh, a cruise. So glad to be back, though, with you till six tonight. And then the uh, good word. He is risen. Talking all things jackets tonight before the Damon Stoudemire coaches show. He'll have some good stuff to talk about, including a win over Miami and just landed a, a big time recruit. So uh, Damon adds to his haul. I, I don't know if you guys talked about it last week. How about him going off on his team? Who's pretty overt? Like, wait till my guys. My get guys. Here. I was, I was like, like, oh, like oh, no. yep. That means Coach. everybody who's already there looks around, and says, "All right, the season's done." Yeah, that one made me feel a little. Uh... My cousin plays at Pitt. I could probably transfer there. He says. Sometimes the truth is not always the best approach. Coming up in five minutes, Ohio is the latest state where the fun police have decided enough, 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 and they're probably right. We'll talk about it coming up, but first. I told you if the Falcons want to go in this direction, they only have three legitimate right answers. And when Domino during the crosstalk today asked me, 
and asked us, what do we think, who we think the right answer is for the Falcons at quarterback. And I didn't want to answer a question with a question, but I had to be honest. I said, what's your goal? Because that will determine a lot of what direction the Falcons go. Is their goal in 2024, we want the quarterback from day one, week one, that gives us the best chance right now to win this year. We want to make the playoffs. If that's your goal, which I think it's going to be part of the goal, you got to go with a veteran quarterback. Even if you traded up and gave away the farm to move into one, two, or three, the likelihood is a rookie quarterback is not going to get you to where you want to go. And I know what C.J. Stroud just did. That's not normal. The likelihood is he would go through his ups and downs, and he would struggle, and it would be a year of growth. So take the top three off the board. I want you guys to picture a world where J.J. McCarthy or Michael Penix starts week one for the Falcons, and they tell you they think they can be a playoff team. Those two things aren't. They're not jiving. So you have three options, right? We've all talked about Kirk Cousins being the most obvious. He has won a good bit in his career. Nothing on a grand scale, but he's been in the playoffs. And I haven't heard any pushback other than Arthur Blank's money. Now, everybody mm-hmm. leaves out Arthur Blank's money. Like, it's it's his money. What do you care how he spends it? I know salary cap, et you cetera. But yeah, you have to. because You have you, to get a quarterback. If you do make the wrong deal, it limits everything you want to do around it. But him. if you're more responsible with it, you've been way responsible with your money. Um, you don't have QB. So, so it the costs resp- what it costs. The response last week was the cap's going up $30 million. That means he's going to make more. The quarterback on the open market when the cap goes up $30 million is the one who gets a great percentage and a great portion of that. But, okay, so he's the one who makes the most sense. He's won a good bit. The next one that makes sense is Baker Mayfield. He's won a little bit. He played his way into the stratosphere of mm-hmm. the $40 million area. Then there's Justin Fields who hasn't won anything, but maybe being in the right situation, that would change. There is a half. I'll give you a three and a half. Maybe Russell Wilson, and I'm only saying maybe. I'm not convinced they're going to eat the money. I think it's big talk till you get down to how much do we have to eat? Eighty-five million. We'll eat. We'll pay him ten and eat eighty-five. Like that's that's a tough one to digest, even if you don't like him. If you're Sean Payton, so I'll and, put and, that as a maybe. And you're handing it over. I was mentioned earlier that Bailey Zappi and Jarrett Stidham might be starting quarterbacks in the league. They got Stidham two years for like seven and a half million a year, maybe. I think. You're talking about the Patriots. I'm talking about the Broncos. Oh, the Broncos. They got Stidham there. I have and no so, idea. Yeah. When yeah, did Stidham get there? Am I confused? No, you're um, not. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. It would be sad if I knew Jared Stidham was there. So they have a cheap replacement, but there's nothing cheap about moving on from Russell. No. So if we all assume that, well, everybody who wants a quarterback who's a veteran is going to want Kirk Cousins, there's only one of them. Let's say you don't get him. Tampa keeps Baker. Justin gets traded to uh, the Steelers, I wherever. I don't know where he goes. Then we are getting to the world of Jacoby Brissett, Ryan Tannehill, Jameis Winston, Gardner Menchu, Tyler Huntley, and Joshua Dobbs. Now, all of those guys are probably better than Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke, even if they're standing on each other's shoulders. Hang on. A couple of those aren't right. A couple of those aren't legit. Give me those names again. Jacoby Brissett, Ryan Tannehill, Jameis Winston, Gardner Menchu, Tyler Huntley, Joshua Dobbs, all will be available. Tyler Huntley is not a thing. I know he was a pro bowler. Stop. I'm sorry. Is Desmond Ritter a thing? Is Taylor Heineke a thing? Tyler Huntley? Come on. I'm just giving you names. You're going to have to. So the league mandates you pick one. And if the one you want is gone, they're going to have to now go down the list to the next guy and the next guy. And at some point, you might get to the H's. Tannehill. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want anything to do with it. Somewhere Arthur Smith is salivating in Pittsburgh over Ryan Tannehill. Again, those guys are probably better than Taylor and Desmond. I don't know by how much. But the world that I continue to tell you guys is out there that the Falcons have one of those from Jacoby Brissett to Gardner Menchu to Joshua Dobbs to one of those kind of names to Drew Locke to like one of these combined with a draft pick. But that draft pick will not be at number eight at that point. 
We had Matt Miller on with us about an hour ago. One of the best draft guys out there from ESPN. And I asked him about J.J. McCarthy's number on his big board. I think he had him at 18. And there was a lot of, like, tone in his voice of, like, he can be good. He might have a good ceiling. He's tall. He's got a strong arm. He could be a top 10 quarterback in four or five years. There's a lot of, like, maybes, and they're quarterbacks, so it's hard to to judge any of them. But J.J. McCarthy is not getting the ball week one for the Falcons next year. You're going to have to have another guy. So that's not going to be, here's the rookie quarterback, go out and get you some. Even if it was uh, Bo Nix, even if it was Michael Penix, they're going to have something else called Jacoby Brissett or called Gardner Menchu or called Tyler Huntley to hold down the fort until they feel like one of these guys what is if, ready. What if I, and I'm going to get Cray, see, you just talked about drafting J.J. McCarthy or Michael Penix or Bo Nix or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. If you sign Kirk Cousins, you also get to keep your pick. You do, but you're not taking one of those guys so, at that point. Oh, no, 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 no. You get Kirk Cousins and Dallas Turner or Kirk Cousins and Roma sure, Dunze sure. or Kirk Cousins and Nate Wiggins. Yeah, I like it all. Or how about Malik Neighbors? Malik Nate Matt. Malik mm-hmm. Neighbors, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kirk Cousins and then whoever is right. at eight instead of Knicks. Or- so what do you do at quarterback in two years? I would like something to just fall into my lap. That'd be great. If it doesn't, I have a starter. Now, if I just focus on... What are the Rams going to do in two years? Stetson Bennett? No, I think Stetson will be here. Um, (laughs) So that's what I'm saying. You know what? The Rams, in the NFL today, there is a a strong current of, dude, that's 2026. I could be three teams away. You're right, but they already have Stafford. We don't have Cousins. So, like, we have to get Cousins, then ask the question. But I would finish by saying... Sam Darnold. It, oh God, that's not out of play. No, he's in the he's oh. in the thing. The, he's in the bag. Ugh. So if I just did twenty twenty four, I'll remind you guys: the Falcons play a schedule that features the Chiefs, Cowboys, Eagles, Steelers, Vikings, Seahawks, Broncos. This is not playing Will Levis like they did this year. This is not like playing Joshua Dobbs. By the way, they lost both those games. This is not like playing the schedule that was laid out for them with all these mediocre backup quarterbacks. You can't win in twenty twenty four with a rookie quarterback. And I saw what C.J. Stroud did. It's an anomaly. It's not real. They lost at home to Sam Howell, didn't they? They did. They almost lost at home to Derek Carr, and the Saints didn't score a touchdown. Thankfully, there was a Jesse Bates pick six. There was some other stuff that happened in that game. Uh, I think everybody's just got to resign themselves to the fact that there will be a veteran starting week one for the Falcons. Outstanding. Unless they shock the world and trade up to the top two or three, which I just don't. I don't. I wouldn't bet on it. I wouldn't even predict it i would think it would be a major upset when i say outstanding i'm thinking more in the kirk cousins like kirk cousins okay and then when he like when, the cousins and then when he stays the list, in minnesota the list with you know, and then the other list right. i'm not thinking of the list that had uh, everybody else on it. after cousins is off the board what would your next veteran be give me one i'm just curious um gardner Minshew. Ooh. now i'm gonna say you go look at his overall season it's kind of it'll sell you he had like three or four Sundays where he was really, really good, and awesome. it kind of carried the rest of the numbers. His numbers, like as a whole, are a little misleading. Can you imagine the marketing team for the Falcons trying to trot that out? Gardner Menchu and like uh, Bo Nix. Uh, <laughs> Can you imagine? Sounds like a fun job. But back to so that Kirk Cousins list is the one that I'm really. Yeah, it's not much of a list. All right, coming up. If I was advising this Atlanta superstar, Boo Ronnie, not him. Boo. Mrs. Albies. <laughs> why why Ozzy's wife? No, I don't have anything to do with the wives. No, if I was advising this Atlanta superstar, I would tell him to get out while the getting's good. We'll cover that coming up in five minutes. But first, Ohio 
is the latest state where the fun police have decided enough is enough. Yeah, and I think I'm going to agree with them, even though I'm part of their issue. If you have not seen, end of last year, Ohio launched legal sports betting, actually, January 2023, okay? So we've got legal sports betting in the state, which includes NCAA player props. Towards the end of last year, state of Ohio passed a law to prevent anyone having contact, threatening, harassing, any contact with college athletes regarding wagering. You're breaking state law now. When the NCAA saw that, they sent a request to the Ohio State Gaming Commission saying, would you then ban NCAA individual player props? Mm-hmm. Whether Marvin Harrison will have more or less than five and a half catches Saturday versus Michigan. Will you ban just the individual player props? Ohio just became the 25th state to say yes. Now, when I say that they're probably right, um, it's beyond probably. Individual NCAA player props. Will Carson Beck have more than 224 and a half yards passing? They are as easy a wager to corrupt as exists in sports betting. When I use the word corrupt, that just means in some way, the outcome was already determined, known, et cetera. And it can be insider information about, hey, I'm Carson's roommate, and his shoulder hurts, and I know that. That's insider info, and so you bet the under. Um, for NCAA player props, it's I think it's as easy to corrupt as exist. And sometimes, remember Kayshawn Butte, he watched film. He's like, I got that punk. I'll go over. Whoops. And then he didn't even get the targets. <laughs> um, that's it was corrupted at that point. There's a pretty good chance we should enjoy these particular wagers while we can, and I enjoy it every Saturday from my couch in the state of Georgia. Um, but holy frick, Matt, the numbers involved here, 27% of Power 5 schools have reported a gambling-related issue, either player wagering or being harassed, versus 3% in 2019, which is when all the governors came off our society. Um, essentially, every Saturday morning, when you and I, we've all done this. And we look at the Virginia Tech running back who's at 68 and a half yards, and we think the exact same thing, all of us. That'd be so easy to fix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not the only ones. It occurs to a lot of folks, like maybe even the Virginia Tech running back or the Wisconsin wide receiver or, you know, your Kent State. Last year, they're 1-10 in 10 in their final game of the season last year. They had to start their fourth-string quarterback, a guy with 52 yards career passing against a Northern Illinois team that was at 5-6 and six and had to win to make a bowl game. They were a 20-point dog. They were going to lose anyway. Well, you know what? It's not really going to matter if I dog this game and I get an under on my individual player prop. We're going to lose, and by a lot, what's it matter? Folks, every one of us has thought that. So are kids on almost every campus where you can bet like this. So, so I think the clear, but the only clear choice you can oh, hang make. On. We, always, we usually tack on and it won't affect the outcome of the game anyway. So Okay, but the clear choice is simple. You get busted, you're done. I mean, that's it. It's a, <laughs> it's a one and done scenario. Okay. That's it. You're right. And, and There's nothing else you can do. We can, we can run around this for circles for days and days. There's nothing we, else you can do. Kids are going to find ways to gamble on this stuff, good, bad, or indifferent. Just don't get counting on an 18 to 22 year old Mm -hmm. to appreciate future consequences is dicey. 
Now, we, and I'm saying adults, we usually don't learn from somebody else's mistake. We mm-hmm. usually got to make the mistake. Sure. And in this case, under the one and done, you made the mistake. Well, it's a permanent lesson you're mm-hmm. learning. So I get what you're saying there. There's but no other option. Like, adults aren't good at this. An 18-year-old is even worse. But so I would say to somebody who doesn't like that as the philosophy, what else would you do? I don't know. Well, that's the problem. I, I, do what Ohio says. All right, no, no more no, of them. That's dumb, though. So now half like, the states. So now Ohio would take away my fun. <laughs> I can't bet I over-unders. That's, that's what I bet. I don't even bet sides or right. totals. I bet individual players. I can't bet over-unders because I'm, I'm worried about a couple of kids. And that's all this is, folks. Keep in mind. 98%, 99% are not doing this. It's 1% that you're taking this off the board for Ohio or for other states that are Indiana? doing Indiana? Indiana is another one, Chuck. That's a great point. Fantastic. Um, I just, I we got to have governors on this, and the only governor is if you get caught, which, by the way, you would be, you have to be dumb to get caught. You have to be dumb to get caught. No, no, hang on. You have to be 18 to 22 and not understanding. When I say appreciating, that's having a full understanding of the situation. Do you not realize the business that I keep offering is Matt as the proxy? I will make your bets. You won't get caught. And me making the bets, I'm allowed. 3.5% surcharge. That's I am all. allowed to make whatever bets I want. You would never get caught. No, that's how um, that guy just got caught. His mom's cell phone. Yeah, but I'm not his mom. When, They're going to send. I'm just somebody's buddy. And by the way, I'd have somebody between me and you. So between Boutet and me would be somebody else. He's talking to his buddy. He's talking to me. We're good. That's who it was. It was his mom's. It was his mom's account. Can't have mom's account. With K Boutet. Nope. Not mom's account. Not mom's spaghetti. None of it. You're just going to have me. The only sillier thing is like if he opened an account, not Kayshawn Boutet. That's it. Oh, man. This could be such. Real Kayshawn. Somebody's going to steal my business, man. It's going to. Oh, somebody's going to flourish with this. Uh, I want to play you a piece of audio. Uh, you guys heard the news over the last couple of days that Trey Young is done for four weeks. He'll be reevaluated, I should say. He's not back in four weeks after surgery on his uh, finger. He's not going to be back. Maybe. But he'll be reevaluated. Uh, I want to play you a piece of audio from last week at the All-Star festivities because all the trade stuff is starting to swirl around Trey Young, and he had this to say about all the noise. It's part of it. I mean, the best players in the game have all been traded. Some of the few lucky ones have been blessed to be drafted in situations where they can win championships and it all be perfect for them. They can stay in that one situation forever. And that's, that's what I wanted to do. That's what I want to do with Atlanta. Um, but who knows? This is uh, it's a type of league where things change and that happens. But obviously my, my mindset is staying in Atlanta right now. All right. So people picked apart all of that. He said right now. He said he wanted to be. He did say all of that. Let me, let me be clear right here. If I was advising Trey Young, I would tell him now's the time to get out. That's a shame as a Hawk fan that I'm saying this. But if I'm Trey and I'm taking the view, 10,000 feet, what do I see? A GM who's unproven, a meddling owner and his son who don't have a feel for basketball operations, who pushed the last GM to essentially quit because he was strong-armed into making a move that he didn't want to make. I see a team that frankly, is not built well enough around me that gives me the best chance in my prime to go out over the next several years and compete for a championship. How did that happen? They missed on DeAndre Hunter. They missed on Ayaka Kongwu. They let certain guys get away for nothing. Kevin Herter. They devalued John Collins. All the things that we know how they got here. If I was advising Trey, whether that's his agent, his dad, his best friends, people around the league, I would say you got you to go to the front office and say you want out now. And that's the Hawks' fault. This isn't like what will happen the day Trey does this, that it gets leaked or released that he wants out. He'll be the bad guy. 
He doesn't. He shouldn't care about that. He's not the bad guy. The Hawks have missed on this. This is their fault that a 26-year-old having the best season of his career is not surrounded by still enough that they could have built on what happened three years ago, and they've regressed every year since. That's it. I would tell him you got to go. Go somewhere where you have a better chance, whether that's San Antonio to play with Wemby, whether that's L.A. to play with LeBron, somewhere. You have got to now take the bulls by the horns here and force your way out because this is a mess. And that's their doing, not yours. Yeah, I hate everything you're saying there. I hate even more that a lot of it's true. Uh, I envisioned Trey. I just, when you started saying trade him here, trade him here, I closed my eyes for a second. I was like, suddenly I saw a reinvigorated, somehow more energy, quicker, faster Trey. Like suddenly he's like, all right, games not matter. Uh, I I hate that that's what it would take, him wearing a San Antonio or, or an L.A. uniform. But um, unfortunately, everything you said about the – Trey's way, way, way better, more able, more accomplished, has a better future ahead than the Hawks franchise does. So and I, so I wonder if you asked Dominique Wilkins. Nick, in retrospect, do you wish you would have – played in an era where it was more okay to ask out. Neek never played with another great player, and the Hawks wasted most of his career trying to fit in okay players, good players, Doc and Willis and Reggie Theus and over the hill Kevin Moses Malone. Really good ball player. Who's that? Kevin Willis. They, they really were good, good ball, but he never played with another star. No. That was a problem. I would say to Trey, look at Dame Lillard. Dame wanted to stay loyal to, to Portland, and he stayed, and he stayed, and now – it just looks weird in Milwaukee. I don't know why it's not working. This is going to be a disaster. You can't – you're going to trade – if under this scenario, when it's not a crazy scenario, you would trade the best player you've had since Dominique, mm-hmm. and it means that you've got nothing from the era. you got a, you got a trip to the Eastern Finals that will never know what would happen if he doesn't step on a ref's foot. But what you're going to get in return if it's the Spurs, like Keldon Johnson, two other players, and draft picks, and you'll start over again. But that's the Hawks' fault, not Trey's. The meddling owner – his son, the front office, an inexperienced GM. This team sits on their hands every year, and they it devalues their own players because they put them on the market. Then they don't make moves, and they well, have to stay under the luxury. Yeah. They have to, well, they have to stay under the luxury tax, so you can have Kevin Herter for two backups and uh, maybe a draft pick. Not that Kevin Herter's great. I'm not trying to build him up. But what I'm saying that was a, a part of the rotation. Somebody sent a picture of the 21 team that made the Eastern Finals. Put it on uh, Twitter the other day, and I was like, oh, my God, how deep is that team? That you had Gallo off the bench and Bogey off the bench, and you had, like, veterans who at least you could Gallinari. get stuff out of. Right? Remember the great Tony Snell would come in for some minutes he off would. the bench? He would. He shoot. Lou Will would come in and off the bench. They would say, Tony, don't shoot. Don't, don't shoot. <laughs> Everybody's favorite whipping boy. Everybody loved to pick on Solomon Jones, but, like, he did some st- – Solomon, Solomon Hill, don't excuse shoot. me. Solomon Hill, don't shoot. Yeah. But Solomon, like, at least he would body somebody up. They had a bunch of depth. Now they're playing Garrison Matthews. Didn't Solomon get a start? He did. He got a start for some reason and played like 14 seconds, and they're like, all right, Solomon. Last night I'm watching another. Why is Garrison Matthews on the floor again? Dude, why has he got like 25 minutes a night? It's like we're playing Garrison Matthews and Wesley Matthews. And if I'm Trey, I got to go. I hate that for the city. Stupid Hawks. I hate that for that. But that's on them, man. They they put themselves in a spot where he's going to toil. On mediocre teams, and I wouldn't want that life if I was him. All right, coming up next, Zoltar, the Magic 8-Ball. That was from the movie Big. It's a 35-year-old reference, yeah, but it's a great it movie. Is. Zoltar is a it's fortune a, teller. It's a, Zoltar's great. Yeah. Wonderful. Anyway, Zoltar knows the outcome for this local coach. But one part gets left out. Zoltar will explain next. Hey. 
All right, we need to have a show meeting on the air. It's rather uncomfortable. It would have been better if we did this behind the scenes. But Regarding, to, well, pertaining. Okay. But by the way, I'm Matt. That's Chuck. Chuck and Chernoff. Cullen Madden, in my ear just moments ago, during the commercial said, oh, that would have been a perfect time to play the, the uh, meddling owner song, Nepo Baby, with Tony Wrestler and his son, Nick. That would have been great timing. And I said, thank you for sharing that with me, Cullen, during the break when we could have played it five minutes ago after I was railing on Hawks ownership and screwing up everything around You were just Trae in Young. such a flow. I, I know. Couldn't... It, it would have made perfect sense to have played it there. Fix it in post for the podcast. Put it under as a bed just so, so we can't do that. People on the podcast will love it. Okay, we can't do that, but we can do it now. Gonna be a mighty king, so Landry Fields beware. Well, I've never seen a king or owner who isn't very aware. I'm gonna bring a title here like no one has before. I've already shown Red Velvet and Collins out the door. Well, sir, things are done that way. Oh, I'm just a Nepo baby. Chuck, feel free to jump in. No one's saying you can't. But you can't. Give Marie the max. No one's saying we can't. Go into the luxury tax. The luxury tax. Free to finally trade Capella away. So we can let a Kong Wu play. I might go ahead and trade trade. Cause I'm just a nepo. That's for Nick and Tony. There they are, wherever they're listening right now. Thank you for bleeping up our franchise. I wish I was born as... I want to be Nick Wrestler. God, I wish I was born in the right family. We do a great job of getting one more use out of just... Yeah, we got another spin out of it. Anything. Family or money is next. Oh, do you want to? No, no. I was. Uh, it was like Trey. A, might, oh, wait, hold on. Trey Young might have to choose between between like if they're going to OKC. They got a bunch of. They got like thirty first round picks. But you know who they are? They aren't family. And he's already gotten paid. But it's still a good reason to play it. He had to pick between family and money. Uh, not really. Okay. One day we just have to clean out all the file of the bad parents. Story songs. topper. All of it. All of it. I know we're going to play who's the a hole tomorrow. I'm looking forward to that. What? Are yeah. we? Yeah, we are. All right. Give I'm me in. more details. It's not me. Well, That's the a-hole. It's not me. We don't know who it is. It's, it's happening tomorrow. Ah. I'm the a-hole. So I referenced Zoltar. If you remember the movie Big with Tom Hanks, really good movie. It's about a 12-year-old who was tired of being little. So he wished he could be big, and Zoltar made that dream come true. Well, Chuck thinks Zoltar would know the outcome for one local coach, but let's just say it's not going to work out the way it did for Tom Hanks. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It could be a magic eight ball. You look at it, they know the answer. Everybody knows the answer already. Everyone knows the answer already for Del McGee. He's likely to not win enough games, and he is likely to get fired by Georgia State. Negative. There are 10 reasons why you believe the same thing. That's negative. The guy hasn't even, hasn't even coached a game yet. You're, you're right. But see, that's where most of this stops. He took a dead-end job. He did all this whatever. Um, we stop at Dell's going to lose a bunch. Here's a giant variable in professional, quote, risk. What is my ability to get back what I'm risking? I'm going to give you a scenario here. Dell goes 9-26. and 26. Oh, God, man. All right. So end of season three. Jeez. He gets fired. All right. 
He was running backs coach at a giant SEC program. Anything shy of Dell walking around campus, no pants on. He can be a running backs coach in the SEC again. I promise you he can snap his fingers and be a running backs coach at a big giant successful program. The minute he decides to be employed again, after taking the payoff from George state, take out running back coach Kirby or hire him to do whatever to get his recruiting. Yes. Back. Doing his job just got way harder. I mean, way, way harder. And Matt, think about this. Like the reality kicks in. I bet it kicked in today. He is going to be confronted with winning despite living daily challenges that previously never got within like 10 support staff members of him in Athens. I am talking about somebody when he was in Athens, he was a real coach on the varsity staff. He wasn't an analyst. He wasn't off field. He wasn't support. He wasn't anything. He was one of like the club. There's Kirby and then there's 10 guys and he's one of them. You know what that meant? Like there was a very short list of people who could get through to the coach. I promise you as the Georgia state head coach, like day three, he's going to be walking down the hall in the complex and like the coffee service guy saying, I need a check today for this. Like the head coach is going to be asked for coffee money from the service guy who comes around once a week and fills everything up. That would have never happened in Athens. I can promise you. Um, That is the reality of what he just walked into at Georgia state. He is likely to not win and then get fired. Oh, wow. And then Dell can Negative. jump right back into the life that he dice rolled with zero delay or like cosmos based punishment. I promise you, he can get back into his life. So the risk part, why would he do this? He did it because he wanted to be a head coach and he didn't think he was going to get the OC opportunity that most require. So he took this path. He can go right back to what he was at a great salary and, and, and all the trappings. If, if that's how it turns out. Well, let's be clear. He has nothing to lose here. No. Georgia State has nothing to lose. The timing sucks for them. He gets to coach his kid. The head, the head coach, <laughs> he deuced on them the third day of spring practice. So what do you do? Dell's at Athens. Buster Faulkner's at Tech. All right, let's, I mean, it's not exactly like we're going to have people lining up. There is also a chance, negative guy, that Dell works some recruiting magic, sells Atlanta, figures out a way to win six games, and then gets a better job. Sean Elliott already <laughs> had the job. He, he deemed coaching tight ends at South Carolina better. Would you agree, though, and based on my sources, he wanted to go back to Columbia for family stuff as much that's as ever. part of else. it. Well, that's a big part of yeah, it. Yeah, sure it was. Like, I don't think he deemed tight end coach. I think he deemed home life. If he hadn't become I heard that, that he like was a Japanese at, league team and all his best stars kept getting bought away. Sean was looking for an escape hatch for a while. Yeah, he was. Absolutely. And, and that's that was, fine. But at the same time, for like Dell wasn't getting a head coaching job anywhere anytime mm-hmm. soon. One opened up. Go take the chance. To your point, okay. if he if he gets fired on a Tuesday in three years, Kirby will rehire him on a Wednesday, or somebody else in the conference will. All right, what's going to happen at George State with Dell? I think he's going to win or lose. He's going to go to a bowl game in year one. What do you think of that, tough guy? I think this is the season that Georgia State, Coastal Carolina, mm-hmm. Troy, right. a lot of freaking programs realize we just got strip mined by mm-hmm. Power Five. It's not what you're saying is not completely out of bounds, but Dell's greatness can overcome all that. You're playing Mac ball now. He's a McPanther. Just I'm just saying I want you to have a more of an open mind than this negative sort of feel that I, I'm getting from you. All these I'm getting this negative vibe. I, no, I'm not. Dell, one of us is rooting for you. Say that much. Doesn't seem like the other guy is at all. Feels like he's rooting against you. That's what that's the tone I'm hearing. All right, coming up. I know Braves fans have missed this soothing sound. 
But you hear that sound? There's an elephant in here somewhere. <laughs> oh, that was the the big controversy about Moylan and the fart. I still claim it was a fart. They claim a chair moved. Yeah. No, that wasn't the soothing sound I'm referring to. It's a different one. Plus, I'm hoping this Falcon rumor will remain just that a rumor. <laughs> we'll discuss rumors next. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune in to 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download The Fan app. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Is there chaos in your closet? Look, Blouse, you've got some nerve hanging there like that. I can't help it. I'm jammed in here next to this suit. Hey, I'm a three-piece, all right, which means I need a little more room. You've got a lot of attitude for a linen suit. I'm a polyester blend, sweetheart. There needs to be room for men's clothes, too. Hi, I'm Christina, and in Artisan Custom Closets, we help families organize and simplify their closets with customized storage solutions. See what's possible for your home at artisancustomcloset.com and then call us for a free in-home consultation. 